All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Saturday, February 24th of 2024 here. Looking ahead to the weekend, we'll start off starting off today. We have a three-game NBA main slate later this evening. We have NHL all day followed with a uh, eight-game main slate later this evening, but there is an early slate happening pretty soon here. We have a 13-fight MMA card, and then we have uh, Xfinity today, and then we have Cup Race tomorrow for NASCAR. So it should be a fun weekend. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You'll also get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that said, we're going to get the app pulled up here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me on a Saturday morning. Uh, just a few questions to get us going. So if you guys have any questions, now is always a good time to get those in. Uh, but first one here came in from, uh, I'm assuming Florida bear. Up what, what PDL was, um, you know, the, the term and the, uh, the, uh, abbreviations here are uh, a little off. I don't, I don't know how, uh, PDO, uh, you know, kind of came came about but but anyways that's that's a that's aside from the point uh so the truth is i don't know all the stats that are included in our nhl model i do think that you know there is there are advanced stats out there that can be predictive that may not be included so what i would honestly do is like hey you know you do your research you do you're looking at your advanced stats either one of two things so one see if the projections reflect what you are seeing in your own research or to just run a build on default settings and then see if those players that you're identifying as good plays through your own research are even coming up at all here. And honestly, you know, one thing that I like to do, which um, I've, I've done this more and more lately is just take this approach of like, Hey, you know, when I think somebody uh, has like a fair chance of doing well, I at least want to match ownership that way. If they do well, well, Hey, at least I have as many shares as the field does on average. Or if I think somebody is maybe like a risky play, but their ownership is high, but like, you know, the builder maybe likes them. And I'm just like, you know, I don't really know if I want to take a stand on that particular play, then maybe just match ownership, you know, through a max exposure and be like, you know what, I'm going to try and get leverage on this player somewhere else. Uh, so if you're seeing a play that you identify as good through your advanced stat research, the builder doesn't really like them. Well, Hey, maybe you just set a minimum exposure to match their ownership. And then, Hey, at least, you know, that, you know, you're not going to lose to this player. This person, this player isn't going to be the reason, uh, that your lineup sink. So I think that neutral approach when you do that research is always a good thing here. All right. Good question. There going to hit our next one here from Bill's nut. Question says, assuming a $2,000 bankroll and using the profit plan, playing 5% of my bankroll on a slate is $100 per slate. Does this mean that I can play $100 each on 
different sports on the same day? Does it also mean I could play $100 each on different slates in the same sport on the same day and still be reducing variance and following the rules of the profit plan? Okay, good question. So the simplest, you know, explanation here is that, you know, it's 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll on any correlated slate. Now, a correlated slate would mean that there are games on one slate that are also on a different slate. So if you are playing, you know, some of those sports I mentioned today, if you're playing NBA, if you're playing NHL, if you're playing MMA, if you're playing Xfinity all on a Saturday, then according to the profit plan, you know, you can play, you know, 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll on each of those slates. Now that just ends up being like a lot of, you know, money in play, like overall. So if you want to, you know, if you're okay with that, then that's fine. You know, maybe, you know, you're like, oh, I'm playing more sports today. Maybe I lean on like the 2.5% side as opposed to the 5% side. I think that's totally fine. Or, hey, you want to go 5%? Like, hey, that's, that's totally your call. You know, all of each of those slates are, you know, the results of one are not going to affect the other, which is basically the point here. So like for NBA tonight, you know, I would not suggest playing, you know, 2.5 to 5% on each slate because there's a main slate and then there's a night slate, but the games on the night slate are also on the main slate. So like, that is what we're talking about when we say a correlated slate where those games overlap. So any slate where games overlap, you want to treat those as one and do 2.5 to 5% total. But I think that is a good clarifying question. All right. We're all done with questions here in the Office Hours channel, not seeing anything in the YouTube chat. I'm going to do a demo here, just kind of giving you guys a once-over. Anybody, you know, starting a trial with us, I always suggest people start trials on the weekend. That way they get access to all of our weekend sports. So you're loading up into Saberson for the first time. You know, I'm going to walk you through, you know, just how to do what you need to do here. So first thing I'm going to do is make two adjustments to two projections. Well, actually, first thing I would do is go to my contest tab, and then I would upload my entries file. So make sure that you're logged into DraftKings like on another tab on your browser and then use the download template file from DraftKings. It'll download the file. I don't have a CSV at the moment. And then you would just drag and drop it here or you can click and then upload one and then get your contest files in. So reserve your entries, get your contest file in, go to your build. Next thing you need to do, make two adjustments to projections, which is a community guideline for DraftKings. If you're playing on FanDuel, Owner's Box, or Yahoo, you do not need to take that step. I just wanted to mention it. Then go to my settings. I'm going to set the build settings for whatever contest that I'm optimizing for. So, you know, maybe I'm playing the $1 20 max. So I'm going to a 20 max. Maybe it's 10 to 50K entries. Perfect. You know, I'm all set. So then I'm, I'm, I'm only going to build 500 lineups for this demo, but I would just build the number of lineups that your plan allows. So if you could build 500, build 500. If you could build 1,500, build 1,500. If you could build 5,000, build 5,000. However many lineups you're allowed to build, always build the max. So then now my lineups are built now. And what I want to do is I want to use the scroll bar on the bottom for the table and scroll over to the right. That way I can see a couple of things. Exposures, pool, and leverage are the three big things that I really want to see here. Now, these will tell you, hey, you know, what players do you have a lot of in your lineups? What players are you taking a big stand on, et cetera, here? So one thing that that I'm going to do right off the bat, so if you're on like standard or pro, then I would stick with Sabre score. If you are on one of the ultimate plans, then you can have access to the contest sims. I am going to go and create a contest sim. So you could either do this from the list in my contests or all contests. So say I'm playing, you know, we said the $1.20 max. 
So let's go max entries 20. Okay. $1.20 max right here. If I right click on the contest, I have this add contest sim pop up. It will auto fill all the correct information and even give me the correct set of field lineups. So I'm going to hit save, go back to my build and I'm going to hit run contest sim. So now it is running the contest sim. This is, you know, to give me additional sorting metrics here. So you could either use saber score, you could use custom metrics, you could use percentiles, projected score, or one of the contest sim metrics. So I'm going to run my contest sim. I can see the data populate in the summary below the lineup. I'm going to go to my sorting metrics, going to go to the contest sim that I created and switch to risk adjusted ROI. So now my sorting metric is updated. I like to scroll to the last lineup in my set. So I'm building 20 lineups. I always like to go and look at what the bottom lineup is because as I start to make changes, I'm going to go further down in my pool and I always want to see the metrics for the last lineup in my set. So first thing I'm going to do right off the bat is just increase min uniques. Uh, I'll usually just jump to four because there's eight players in this lineup. So I'll be like, hey, you know, let's get to half of my lineups being different from every other lineup in my set, which is what min uniques is doing. It's guaranteeing that, you know, whatever number here four that's how many players are different from every other lineup in your set of 20. So that's why I like to scroll to the bottom because now I can see how far down in my pool I have to go for my last lineup. And now I'm, I'm at lineup 180. So the builder has had to skip a number of lineups to find 20 lineups that each have four players different from every other lineup in your set. So the good thing is that the sim ROI is still positive here. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. If you're using Sabre score, then I would try and stay in the top 25 to 50% of your pool here. So, you know, within the top 250 lineups in this example, which we're right in that range. So I think four is a fine number to land on here. We just see what five does. Uh, five, we still get 20, but now we're playing, you know, lineups at the very bottom of our pool, 499, 493, 462. And we're even seeing some negative ROI lineups. So I'd probably go back to four and be comfortable with this. And then kind of last thing I want to do here is, some fine tune. So I like to go to my leverage and sort by highest leverage to lowest, just kind of looking at, Hey, you know, what players am I taking a big stand on? And I'm, am I comfortable with this? So one thing that really stands out to me here is like our highest leverage player is Lonnie Walker, a very low salary, not the highest projected points, uh, low ownership. You know, this is like kind of a red flag for me. I would be like, at this point, what I would do is I would probably go to Brooklyn and be like, hey, why are we seeing so much Lonnie Walker and see if I can make it make sense. And I don't even see that many players like out or injured for them. So I probably want to manage my exposure to this player a little bit. Like I, I am not super comfortable with him being my highest leverage on the slate. So what I would do is I might lower this, maybe something closer to his pool. Uh, you know, I think, I think, Matching his pool is fine here. So like just some of these fine tune adjustments. Okay. You know, I made that adjustment here. Now all of my leverages are a little bit lower. Um, you know, I might do the same thing like for Cole Anthony, like, Hey, am I okay with Cole Anthony being my highest leverage? You know, Cole Anthony usually comes off the bench. If, if I'm not mistaken here, you know, uh, Markel Fultz is out. So like that makes a little bit of sense to me. Like, okay, Hey, Fultz is out. So those are additional minutes for Cole Anthony. I might do a little bit additional research here, but you know, even his pool exposure is like still way higher than his ownership. So I just might go and match. Uh, you know, I like to use pool exposure as like a measuring stick just because this will tell you like, Hey, across all your lineups, 
this is how often this player came up. So, you know, this is like a risk tolerance thing. And, you know, these are just decisions that I'm comfortable with. Maybe you have a different opinion and you want to go a different route. So at, at this point, I'm pretty comfortable with what I'm seeing here as far as like some of the people that I'm leveraged on, uh, some of my highest exposures, all of this looks like a little bit better to me. So you can see, like I, I use mini uniques to get most of the way there, you know, get 90% of the way there and with my exposures. And then the last 10% is me making some fine tune adjustments to just two players here, right? And I have 32 players in my player pool. Some, some very small minor tweaks here just to match my risk tolerance. And now I'm I'm comfortable with these lineups, right? I'm at lineup 280. Uh, so I think 280 is fine here. You know, still positive sim ROI. If you're using Saber score, it's not that far beyond, you know, 250 here. So you can be a little bit flexible with that. But now I'd be happy, you know, with these lineups and I would be happy submitting them. So that's, that's you know, an NBA process here. I would use Saber to my contest and upload these. And then I would make sure I would pay attention to news or any late swaps that happen here, pretty short windows. So might not be that much breaking news, but that is how you build some NBA lineups for tonight. But with that said, not seeing any more questions rolling in. So appreciate you guys tuning in, hanging out with me. I will be right back here Monday at 4 PM Eastern for our regularly scheduled office hours during the week. So until then, everybody take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.